0: Welcome to Critically Speaking. I am your host, Cindy Mercer, and we're joined here with Jim Hammer, author of the book Victory Over a Critical Spirit. Welcome to the program, Jim.
1: Thank you, Cindy. It's a blessing to be with you.
0: I'm so excited to be talking to you today, Jim, about a a topic that could be considered a hot topic. But I want to first let our listeners hear what happened to you, a journey that the Lord had you on before you even became a Christian and how the Lord was leading you to a particular area in your life that would turn out to be very beneficial for you. So could you share with our listeners today what that journey was?
1: Yes, I um, was a a heavy meat eater, and uh, the Lord was showing me through secular materials things that I should and should not be eating. And eventually I became a vegetarian. It was like six years before I even became a Christian, before I even opened a Bible, that I was basically a vegetarian. And then the um, first thing I noticed, one of the first things I noticed, was that the first two diets that were given to man right in the Garden of Eden were vegetarian diets. And we're not going to be eating meat in heaven or in the earth made new, so why not in between? And I found it to be a very healthier way of, of uh, eating
0: so basically, Jim, you had been studying, you had been reading material, and then you began to read the Bible, and it all corresponded, basically, with everything you had been learning.
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, when I was invited to church, I was kind of concerned. They told me they were going to have a um, a dinner, and I thought these folks are going to think I'm weird because I don't eat meat, and I don't drink, and I don't smoke. So I was kind of concerned about even going. And then when I got there... Uh, the folks believed the same way as I did, you know, about the vegetarianism, about smoking and drinking, and so I fit right in. The Lord had prepared me six years prior
0: to that. That must have been a very exciting time for you, and a confirmation that God had been leading you in that direction.
1: Yes, and, and we are what we eat. If we put things into our body that are not healthy for us, uh, and you can find it in secular materials, you can find it in the Bible, what, the, what we should and should not eat. Uh, if we put all this stuff. It's like putting uh, diesel fuel in a car that's supposed to have uh, gasoline. We're not going to run properly.
0: Absolutely. Now, Jim, I want to ask you a question. Uh, like I said, you've been a Christian for over 30 years, and the Lord's led you down many paths and many, many wonderful things that have changed your life for the better. And so here you are excited. You've now found a church that matches what you have been learning in the Bible and, and other materials But I have to ask you a very pointed question. Can this issue of the health message, can it become a a point, a point of contention rather, in this issue of a critical spirit? You
1: know, in doing the research for this uh, book, I talked to many pastors and asked them, you know, what is the biggest source of contention within the church? And everyone said it was over food, Mm. over diet. And that, uh, you know, we believe in being healthy. The Lord wants us to be healthy. We have a health message that proclaims a, a health healthy way of, of eating and uh, and a healthy way of life. But it's something that the Holy Spirit will lead us into. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead folks, instead of we think we have to straighten everybody out, what happens is the health message, when we do not understand it properly, it becomes a source of contention. Mm -hmm. And it actually then, with people that are not balanced, becomes the the gospel. And the health message uh, cannot be the gospel. The the Christ and Christ crucified is the gospel message. Amen. And the health message is just uh, secondary to that.
0: And it really is all about Jesus, Jim. And I think that it's important to remember as we look at this in a very balanced approach there's a phrase I love to say, someone shared it with me many years ago, and it was that God will never take anything away from you that's good for you. And if we can look at this through balanced glasses, and we keep Jesus the, the primary focus, this can be a wonderful addition to the gospel.
1: That's right. You know, and, and our diet is between us and the Lord. Our, our diet isn't between you, Sydney, and myself and the Lord. It's between me and the Lord, and the Lord is going to show us. He's going to show, uh, just like He showed me, there's no doubt in my mind that the Holy Spirit is working with every human being that has not rejected Him. Yes. And He's going to step by step by step going to bring them uh, into the relationship with Christ. And that's what it's about. It's the relationship with Christ. It's all about Jesus. And the, and the Holy Spirit will bring us. That's His job, and He does it very well. Why would we want to interfere with the work of the Holy Spirit?
0: Yes. I mean, there's no use in us avoiding the issue here that we've all probably been in some situations at church, at a fellowship dinner or a a gathering for the church where, you know, maybe somebody brings something that we don't think they should have there. And, you know, there's ways to deal with that. Do you agree?
1: Yes. You know, I prefer a a vegan diet, but if somebody brings something to church or Even if I'm invited to their home, that is, and it's a place before me, something that I would not prepare for myself, I would I would take of it just to not offend the person that has brought the dish to church or when invited to somebody's house. You know, and I think of the um, text in Romans 14 verses 15 and 16. If your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food for the one whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. In my early um, experience with, um, you know, in the secular material I was reading, I offended many people. You know, I I think of um, one person in particular, when we would invite people to come to the home and they would bring something with them. I can remember a box of crackers as one person brought and uh she uh, while well, she was still in the doorway I had this box of crackers in my hand reading the ingredients and to see if it was okay for her to bring it into the house wow. so, so to speak and I think of I think back at it now and'm I'm, I'm thankful that uh, the Lord impressed me you better apologize to this woman for, uh, for what you did and, and I have but uh, you know that's how extreme we can get how unbalanced we can get when, um, you know, here we invite people to our home, and before they even enter the uh, enter the home, we're checking out what they brought to, to eat. You know, just uh, it's just not what the love of Christ is about. And I have eaten many things that I should not have eaten, so I, I'm really not as—I still am concerned about what I eat, but I'm not going to be so overly concerned that I'm going to offend somebody.
0: There's no doubt that there's been a many a comment made, a gesture, and, and actually— often no words have to be spoken. Like you said, just the the way we glance at something or an eyebrow raised or something like that. We don't realize how insensitive we become. I really don't think we mean to. I mean, honestly, I think we're just, we're doing the best we can and we're all in a, it's a process, you know, we're all growing and we're all learning. There's no doubt that the health message has been a blessing to me and my husband's life. It's changed our life dramatically, but I don't want that to be what people s- I want them to see that, but I shouldn't have to say a thing or do anything. It should be that Jesus is what they see in me. And then they can learn these other things as we go.
1: Yes. You know, the, the, the Bible does describe the clean and unclean foods in Leviticus chapter 11. And, uh, you know, when a person reads those, the Holy Spirit will impress them as to what they should eat and not eat. And uh, we don't want to usurp the Holy Spirit's uh, work Actually, we can't usurp his work. He uh, goes forward, uh, but we think that we need to interfere or we think we need to uh, express to somebody. And, and usually, usually I've seen it's not in a loving way. Right. So how would Christ handle any situation? Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's what has to be foremost in our mind. Not only how would Christ handle it, but how would he say it? Mm. You know, Would he uh, be very uh, demanding and critical? Uh, the critical spirit comes from from the enemy. You know, I can't see, uh, and and I I shouldn't say I can't see anything in the Word of God that um, uh, where Christ was critical, but He did uh, call the religious leaders to task. But what we have to remember is that He was willing to die for those same religious leaders, and He was ready to actually give up heaven itself that they could be there. And when we have that type of spirit. And yes, we can say a word, but when we do say a word, it's going to be in a loving, tender, merciful
0: way. Amen. And I think throughout a lot of the conversations we've already had about the critical spirit dealing with many other topics, it's it's that going to the extreme, and I think that applies specifically to this topic, criticism when it comes to you know the health message, we just don't want that to replace the gospel. We want the gospel to stand alone and and not make those stabbing comments to people. I've talked to many people myself personally. That actually have never been back to church because a hurtful word was said. Um, It's not, it's, it's how it was said often. It's not most of the time what is said. It's how we say it with criticism dripping off of our lips.
1: Yes. And you know, I I know people that uh, others avoid just because of their attitude and, and yourself. Cindy, wouldn't you rather be around people that are uplifting and encouraging? Rather Every than day. people that are negative and and trying to uh, tear others down,
0: absolutely would. Yeah, okay.
1: matter of fact, they. When I'm around people that are very critical, when we part, I said, "Okay, now you can talk about me."
0: There you go. Because you
1: know, <laughs> you know, if they're talking about everybody else, they're going to be talking about you too.
0: You know, I don't know about you, Jim, but I myself, I have plenty of things that I need the Lord and the Holy Spirit to to convict me of and work on me. I don't really need to expend my energy and time projecting that upon someone else with a critical spirit, because I need to look at myself.
1: What we have to remember is that all of heaven, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all the angels, the heavenly angels, are doing everything possible to get us into heaven. They can do a much better job than than we we could. They give us the privilege of working with them, but it, it has to be in the tender merciful, loving way that Jesus would.
0: Amen.
1: We can't expect people to be where we are. We are all uh, walking different journeys, and, and yet we expect people to be where we are. Yeah, I know people that are so overbalanced with the health message that they basically demand, this is the way you got to eat or you'll never get to heaven. And, uh, and that is just not the way of Christ.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think it would be appropriate right now to insert um, a beautiful and thoughtful quote from Steps to Christ. It says, if we thought and talked more of Jesus and less of self or others, we should have more of his presence. Isn't that a beautiful thought to wrap your mind around?
1: It is. And, and that's what we have to keep in mind. You know, uh, a few years back, they had this uh, WWJD, what would Jesus do?
0: Yes. And that's what
1: we have to keep in our our mind. What would Jesus do? Well, how would Jesus say this? Everything that we think and say and do, you know, has to be centered in Christ.
0: Every time.
1: Yes, if it's not, we're heading in the wrong direction. And we don't even know it. The gospel message has to be in the forefront. And that is Christ and Him crucified.
0: Jim. Guess what?
1: It's time to go.
0: Yes, Jim, we are out of time for today. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer, and we want to invite our listeners to come back where we will be talking with Jim Hammer, author of the book Victory Over Critical Spirit, where we will continue talking about ways we can have that victory. God bless you and have a wonderful day.
1: If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website
0: at 3abn.org.